Hello, hello, welcome to the podcast. It's me, Al, and I'm checking in on you with this weekend check-in podcast. I'm actually doing this um, uh, podcast really late on a Sunday. I normally do it very, very early on. Uh, I normally do it kind of like sometimes seven o'clock of a Sunday morning, and uh, I've, uh, I'm, I'm doing it much later. So uh, it's, it's actually five o'clock in the afternoon, and I'll tell you why. It's because I... Um, I had a really late night. I had a really late night. I went to uh, I went to bed at three o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. That's what I did, and um, yeah, I, I went to bed at three o'clock in the morning because I was binge watching Better Call Saul. And uh, what I did, you see, I've um, I, I I got this uh, free trial for Netflix, and I, I'd be, I was really bored yesterday. I was one of those days where you're just kicking around the house and I was all bored and miserable. And I thought, when I've been bored and miserable in the past and I've had nothing that I can kind of amuse myself with, what I've, what I've often done is I've watched some sort of box set. And I thought, well, I can't think of anything. And I was looking and, you know, all these things are all kind of violent, aren't they? It's always like, uh, you know, someone's after someone with guns or, or that sort of stuff. I didn't want to watch something like that. So I asked all the good people on Facebook what they could recommend for me. So, um, And one of the things that someone suggested was Better Call Saul, and I thought, ah, I've, I've actually watched the first two episodes of that. So I started watching that, and like six hours later, I'm still up watching it and forced myself to go to bed in the end. Uh, and then I woke up at 11 this morning. Oh, 11! Can you, can you, can you imagine the decadence? 11 o'clock in the morning, and then I had to go out straight away because I was watching a an early show um, at the Liverpool Comedy Festival, which is in Liverpool at the moment. So I trotted my way off to uh, Hot Water to see Paul F. Taylor, who is a uh, comedian from Brighton. I've seen him before, really, really loved him. So I've just, I've just come back from, from watching his um, crazy happenings. He's kind of like a cross between Harry Hill and Steve Martin. I really like him. It's a work in progress today, but still very funny. And the weird thing was, is I actually knew half the audience. Half the audience was either, you know, including myself, was people that I knew. So that was quite nice as well, bumping into people and having a bit of a chat. So this is why the podcast is a little bit late today, because uh, I was up at three o'clock in the morning watching Better Call Saul, the prequel to... Uh, to Breaking Bad. So uh, I'll, I'll share with you actually what people recommended uh, because you might be looking for something like this as well, like a, a box set type thing. So this is what people recommended when I asked them. I've, I've kind of crowdsourced other people's knowledge. Why use your own brain, huh? Why use your own brain when you've got all these people, this hive mind out there on Tinternet? So we had Better Call Saul. Uh, someone else um, recommended something called Rectify, which I've not heard of, but that came highly recommended. A comedy called Campus. Another one from Australia called Kath and Kim. Uh, White Collar got a few notable mentions as well. Um, a sci-fi thing called Travellers. Mad Men, that was on a while ago, wasn't it? Mad Men. Um, so a few people recommended that. House of Cards. God, I loved the UK version of that. I didn't really get into the uh, American one. And I think it's because I'd seen the British version. It's been the same with The Office, you know. If I ever watch The Office, I'll have to kind of deprogram the the kind of David Brent version because that's the one I'd seen first. Uh, Firefly, another recommendation there. The West Wing. The West Wing I've tried. And The West Wing annoyed me because it was like... um, 
It was like sunshine and lollipops propaganda. It was like the president was this really good guy. And uh, I just thought it was, yeah, it got on my nerves. It was very saccharine. It wasn't really true to life. I'm sure I'd enjoy it if I could drop uh, if I could drop my, um, <laughs> my, my political angriness over it. But it just felt like, yeah, you know. It wasn't. It wasn't that realistic to me, and uh, it felt. It felt as though there was this some some kind of liberal paradise going on. Stranger Things got a lot of good mentions. Uh, Humans, the OA, Grim with a double M, um, something called Atypical. Now it's funny that that got recommended because I actually picked that out myself. You know, when you browse and stuff, and you think, "Oh, that looks interesting." So Atypical is probably one I'll, I'll land on. Uh, suits. Deutschland 83, Love, and there was a movie that was recommended as well called Hunt for the, what was it called? I might have wrote this down wrong. It's either Hunt for the Wider People. (laughs) I think it must be Wilder People, mustn't it? Wider People? It was all one word anyway. I think I've written it down wrong, and I think it's probably Wilder People. But that's the movie that was recommended to me. So, yeah, anything that you've... uh, if you're looking for a box set or a movie to watch, then any of them might do you good. Or feel free to send in some suggestions. What am I missing? Don't send me violent stuff, though. I can't be... I'm not in the mood to watch violent stuff these days. I find it I find it all rather unpleasant. You know, you you watch the, um, the trailers for upcoming shows and it's all like... Punch, kill, punch, punch, explosion, bullet, punch... And it's it's just kind of tiresome. Can't people write drama based on on other dramatic premises rather than someone's life being in danger? Um, so I'd, I'd rather I'd rather watch other stuff like that. Um, yeah, and I got weighed this morning as well. Uh, so that's why I'm late to you, by the way. All all the TV I was watching last night, and I must say, I've never tried Netflix before. I really like it. Um, and I'm only a day in. I don't really normally watch TV, but the thing that I like about this is that at least it's TV you choose. I'm not just sort of sitting sitting there and pressing the button and seeing what washes over me. At least I can choose real quality stuff. So um, that's what I was doing last night, and I reckon it's only five... I'm, I feel like an advert for Netflix. If Netflix want to advertise, by the way... <laughs> yeah, I'll shut up about Netflix. But it was only—it's only five ninety-nine if I decide to carry on. It seems a bit of a no-brainer because there's so much on there. But that's why I'm late. So if you're—if you sat there wondering where the hell the podcast is, well, I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm, I'm doing it now. I've just had to go out. God, you're so demanding. <laughs> um, yeah, what else have I been doing? So yeah, Liverpool Comedy Festival is on. I saw um, something on Friday which was the best of the fest over at 81 Renshaw Street, and I saw Paul F. Taylor today. I'm going to see my mate Adam Staunton as well uh, next week. I recommend Adam Staunton if you're looking for something to uh, to see at uh, the festival. Also, Jolly Boat are, in, are performing on the 23rd. I'm gigging then, so I can't see them. Alistair Clark's on on the 30th. So, uh, yeah, get yourself along to the comedy festival, see what's, see what's there. Um, John Wilson, of course, is is on 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 a night that I can't make. Can't remember which one it is now. Uh, there's all sorts on. Um, I'm going to leave people out if I if I keep on saying names. But I got weighed this morning, and uh, I'm, I lost half a pound this week. And I've, I've been a bit frustrated with the old weight because I've not been. Uh, I feel as though I've, I said last week, didn't I? I'm I'm in a bit of a plateau, and I'm I'm doing well. I'm sticking to the system. 
You know, I'm eating the right amount of calories and all that. But I, I, I'm not falling as fast as... Ever since I had that camera up my bum, the colonoscopy, um, <laughs> and I had that really mad week, I just don't feel as though my body's been behaving right. It's probably completely unrelated. But uh, I put £3 on that week as well because the only thing that I could eat was, was rubbish um, for a while. So uh, I was thinking of taking up running because I thought maybe what my body needs me to do is to do a bit of exercise because I, I, I'm not doing much exercise, I have to admit. I'm just kind of sitting around. I'm not even going out for my daily walk that I used to do. So I'm thinking of, uh, I'm thinking of taking up running. You know, I can just hear my mum now going, Oh, mind your knees! <laughs> Alan, mind your knees. <laughs> yeah, but I might, I might do that because they have the they have the park run of a Saturday. There's the dockside runners of a of a Sunday, and it might just be a good thing to get me out and about. And and also because I fast, you know, I don't have breakfast, so I do a sixteen hour fast every day. Um, I find like my day is it's hard to structure, and sometimes I lay in bed just doing very little. At the start of the day, because I don't feel as though it's like, well, let's get up and have breakfast, you know. Um, so I just lie there. I've got nothing to get up for. If you're not feeding me, I'm not interested. So maybe maybe going out for a run. I don't know. I'm, I don't feel totally committed to it, but it's something I'd kind of like, I'd like to do. It'll, it'll probably rain and then I'll, I'll, I'll get off the idea again. Um, so yeah, so what else have I been doing? Um, God, I tell you what I've been doing. I've been catching spiders pretty much constantly. Um, and I was given a tip as well to get rid of the spiders. Hasn't worked. Hasn't worked. I'm still catching them as much as ever. I caught one last night. I was just about to settle down. I thought, I'll just watch this final Better Call Saul, and then I'll go to bed. And it was about 20 past one in the morning, and I went into the kitchen to get a little... Uh, I got a little nibble. Do you know, it's nice to have a little nibble when you're watching the telly, isn't it? So I thought, I'll just pop into the kitchen. It'll be all right. I'll get, I'll get a little... Uh, naked bar or an apple actually it was an apple so brownie points for me <laughs> i went to the kitchen to get a to get a uh, an apple and there was this enormous spider i mean enormous and so i caught it i've got this little device to catch it but i caught it wrong so the gravity was kind of the little the little flap was going to open up and the spider was going to get out and of course i screamed like ned ned flanders i'm like <laughs> And then I um I had it in this this thing so it's like a, a big long candle and it's basically like a techie version of the uh, you know put a cup over it and slide the card in so I I then walk that round the corner uh, about half one in the morning you know other people are out either coming home from a night out a bit drunk or they're out walking the dog well I'm out walking the spider and uh, I, I I released it round the corner. So I'm, it seems to just start making its way straight back again now. They, I don't know whether it's the same spider that I keep catching. I don't know where I'm going to have to take it to get rid of the bloody thing. And I don't know whether that's a worse thought, that the thing keeps coming back, than the other thought that there's just millions of the buggers. Um, yeah, but that's all I've been doing lately. The tip, by the way, um, was to get some um, to get a squirty can. Put, fill it up halfway full and put like between 10 and 15 drops of pure peppermint oil. So I got myself all this sorted and I've been spraying around the skating boards. Still spiders. Although, funnily enough, that spider was halfway up the wall. So maybe maybe it's driving them up the wall. I'm looking up. I'm looking up now. God. 
I can't I can't wait till spider season's finished to tell you. I don't know how people cope with Australia. I really don't. I, I would like um Jeremy Corbyn to ban all insects and wriggly things. That'd make the world a much better place, I think. Um Yeah, so um I've been doing that. I've been kind of catching these things. But I've also been doing some songwriting. I started writing a song yesterday. Cause I, I realised that my songwriting is uh you know, I just don't feel as though I've got anything to say at the moment. Or if I've got something to say, songs doesn't seem the right medium for it. You know, maybe something written or a, maybe a course workshop or, or a blog post seems the best way, but not so much a song. So I thought, come on, Alan, you, you can't just wait to be inspired. So um, funnily enough, I... Uh, yeah, because you, you can't, can you, just because you're a songwriter, can't be like, um, have you have you written any songs lately? Um, well, no, I just haven't felt the inspiration. Who else can get away with that? You know what I mean? Imagine imagine sidling up to a window cleaner and saying, uh, cleaned any windows yet lately, Bob? And he's like, uh, do you know, no, I, I just haven't been inspired to clean any. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the, I'm waiting for the uh, artistic inspiration. I don't really have anything to say with the, uh, with the window cleaning at the moment. Just clean the bloody windows, will you? <laughs> so, I thought I'd do the same with me songwriting. So, here's something I did. I, I, I happened upon this by accident. I went into my, um, one of my rooms and it had like a bookshelf there. And I was just putting something away and I saw an old book that I must have bought. I've never used it. I must have bought it about 25 years ago. And it's just songwriting ideas for songwriters. And uh, little prompts they are, you know, like, um, you know, this one was about colour, you know, because there's quite a lot of songs, isn't there, in terms of like Blue Cadillac and Don't It Make My Brown Eyes Blue and Lady in Red. So using a colour can be quite an evocative jumping off point for writing a song. And I thought, okay, if I'm not going to write something, if I'm actually going to force myself to write something, I'll 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 try some of the tips, some of the um, the trigger points in this book. And it reminded me of what I used to do when I was a boy, because I used to write songs as a boy as well. And I remember when I was about 14, one of the things that I did, I went through the Beatles back catalogue and I just started categorising the kind of things that people have written songs about. I did it with Billy Bragg as well, because I was into him too. And, um, and I did it with The Who, I think, as well. So it's like, uh, but less so with them, more The Beatles and Billy Bragg. And so I was like, oh, Penny Lane, so that's a song about a place. Oh, this is a love song. Oh, this is a love song where um, the other person doesn't want to know. And this is a love song where they're yearning and, and they've never actually been been with the other person yet, but they'd really like to. And this is someone who's actually in love and they're loving being in love and everything's going great. And this is a song about like politics and you know so I started categorizing all the different types of songs the different reasons that songs were about um and I I would use that list of categories as a jumping off point to trigger me to write a song and I would basically force myself to write songs this is like as I say when I was a very early teenager and so I thought it kind of goes back to my roots that so I got this kind of um this idea that to use a colour as a jumping off point, and I thought of the colour orange, because that's quite evocative, isn't it? And I was thinking, well, I didn't know what to put it with. And I thought, maybe I need to tie a colour to an object and 
So I started looking down, looking round the room. You know, great em- improv um, advices work with what's in front of you. So applying that improv advice to songwriting, what what I did was I uh, I looked around my own room. You know, what objects are in my room that I could tie a colour to? And there it was in front of me, a card that I had received from one of my coaching clients. So I received this card off one of my coaching clients to to thank me for the help um, that I'd given them. And on the very front of um, of this card was uh, was a pair of pink Wellington boots. And I thought, there you go, pink Wellingtons. And that was me jumping off point. So I haven't finished the song yet. I've got a verse. Well, I've not got the final line of the verse. I've, I've got the tune. And as ever, I'm paranoid that it's not my tune. Any tune I ever write, I think it must be someone else's. That's if I like it. If I don't like it, I think it's mine. <laughs> yeah, but if I like the tune, I think I'm sure that this must be somebody else's. It's bound to happen someday. I did once plagiarise myself. Um, I'd written one song, and it was a very slow song. And then I wrote another song, like an Irish sort of um, zip-along thing. Um, you know, like a very swingy ballad. And that was really fast, and I thought, I've heard this before, and then I realised it was just the tune of the slow song speeded up. So it's bound to happen at some point. Um, but yeah, so I've got the tune for the verse, and I've got the tune for the chorus. I've got all the words for the chorus, and I've got all the words for the first verse. And I've got the theme, so I know what I'm writing about, you know. Um, but I haven't got the last lyric of of the first verse yet. And also, I haven't quite got the melody of the of the last line because when you're writing a song you see one of the important things that's really overlooked is you've got to make the different pieces of the song transition into each other you know you can't just write a verse and write a chorus the verse has to seamlessly transfer into the chorus and then at the end of the chorus it's got to work its way back into the verse so it all sounds like a cogent piece so you can't kind of hear the the kind of um you know, you can't see the lines basically between the two. And so a big a big aspect of songwriting isn't so much that you have to write the melody of the verse and then you've got to write a different melody for the chorus. The, that's not that difficult, I suppose. The difficult part is then blending them in so that one just flows into the other and then at the end it flows back into the first line of the verse again so you can you can sing that melody all over again. And of course, if you've got a bridge, like a middle eight, you've got to do that with that as well. Um, you've got to ensure that the, you know, it all flows into each other. So I, I need to just take care of, of the final melody line of this uh, first verse so that it, 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 it's like a driveway into the chorus. So I need to just engineer that properly so that that works. It works the other way around. Um, you, I can go from the end of the chorus and re-sing the verse again and it sounds right. Um, but it's just this final line. So I'm mid-song, which is quite exciting because I've not written anything for ages and I forced myself to uh, write this. And the fact that I know what the concept is um, means that I should really be able to finish this. I've got dead busy a couple of weeks ahead of me, mind you. So it's just in terms of finding the time. But that song will be... Uh, that song will be written, and um, I'll share it with uh, I'll share it with people on my um, VI in my VIP members spot. So if you've if you've not joined my VIP members spot, by the way, um, check it out. It's at alanparry.bandcamp.com. 
So that's Alan Parry with a U, of course, A L U N, Alan Parry dot bandcamp, B A N D C A M P dot com. And you can get all my music there, and you can also sign up for the music that I create as I create it. What could be better than that? So, yeah, I'm on a songwriting thing. And, and speaking about, um, yeah, what was I speaking about then? You see, shall I do the podcast like this? With with kind of subtitles. No. <laughs> oh dear. What was it? Oh yeah, I was talking about music. I sorted my set list out for Bolton. That's what I was going to say. I'm doing a gig in Bolton on the 23rd. So this Saturday, that's good. My first gig in two months. I've had my voice in rehab, and I'm going to take. Uh, Going to take me and my guitar over to the Bolton Socialist Club on the 23rd. I'd love it if you could join me. Come and join me. Come on. What else are you going to be doing on a Saturday night? Come over to Bolton, listening to me holler. That'll be good. So I've got my set list all worked out. Did a, a rehearsal for it on Thursday. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll be rehearsing that again next week uh, just to get myself ship shape. Get yourself ship shape, lad. So if you want the full details of that, you can just pay on the door. Actually, it's £10 in, I think, and it's £5 if you're low-waged. Um, and all the details are on parrysongs.co.uk forward slash gigs, so it would be good to see you there. As I say, I've got my set list all sorted and practised and ready to practise again, so that should be good. Be a busy day, that one, actually, because in the morning, and I've got spaces left for this, it's my Connecting Communication Workshop which has had rave reviews. You know, I've done it for the Home Office. I've done it for, uh, I've been, who else have I done it for? Nosley Youth Mutual. I've done it for John Moore's University. Um, I've been asked to do it now for um, Riverside Housing Association. Um, I'm going to be doing something with Liverpool Council soon. So it's a really well-received workshop that normally only organisations get. But I'm doing it, a second one that I'm doing for the public on Saturday. So come along to that. Um, all you need to do is go to ticketor.com. That's ticket with O-R on the end. Ticketor.com forward slash parry events. And you'll find out all about the Connecting Communication Workshop. But basically it's about getting your needs met without conflict. Because often people you know, think that they can only get their needs met at someone else's expense. And it creates this scarce world when it could be abundant it creates this it creates this uh, world of conflict where it could be peaceful so i'll be showing you how to do that and uh, that's on saturday in liverpool from 10 till 1 so go to ticketor.com forward slash parry events and i hope to see you there there's still a few spaces left as uh, i've been asked by uh, the kindfulness cafe the good people at the kindfulness cafe in bootle um, where I've delivered this connecting communication thing to in the past. And they asked me to do a shout out for a conference that I'm actually going to on the 7th of December. And it's called A Disorder for Everyone. So um, let me just type it in. I'm just uh, sticking this into, uh, let's see, A Disorder for Everyone, Liverpool. It's on the 7th of December and it's at the Quaker place just by Radio Merseyside. And it's a one-day event and it's for, let's see, what does it say? It's a one-day event for everyone who's interested in the current debates 
around mental health. It aims to attract psychologists, counsellors, service users, psychotherapists, mental health support professionals, psychiatrists, people with lived experience, managers and individuals with a personal interest. And they're basically having a discussion around the biomodical model, biomodical, biomedical model in mental health. So, you know, everyone's, you know, everyone seems to be given a, a disorder these days. You know, you go and get seen to and people are given so, such and such disorder. Well, that's being challenged by an awful lot of people. So there's a big debate um, that is really, really interesting about labelling people, I suppose. So if that interests you at all, go along to that. You can just go to a disorderforeveryone.com. Now, the, the four there is a number four. So a disorder number four, everyone.com forward slash. Actually, sod the forward slash. <laughs> a disorder number four, everyone.com. And you'll find out all the details. There's still tickets left, I think, for Liverpool. That's on the 7th of December. During the day, by the way, that's uh, between nine and half five. So there you go. There's your shout out. Um, that should be a pretty good event if you're interested in that kind of thing. Hey, I, I tell you what, did anyone see Ringo on Newsnight? <laughs> hey, <laughs> I mean, I don't watch the news anymore, but I saw this clip and <laughs> they had Ringo on, Ringo Starr, uh, discussing Brexit. Now, I, d I don't know what's going on with Newsnight there. I don't know whether all their, all their usual experts were busy, but Ringo was on talking about Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a great idea. I think uh, I think we should get out of Europe. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it, it it triggered um, it triggered a thing on the Twitter um, where it was. Oh, what was the hashtag? Oh, Brexit Beatles songs. So people had some fun with that um, after after Ringo was on Newsnight. <laughs> help us! Help us! <laughs> Whatever next, eh? Keith from Prodigy <laughs> presenting presenting Channel Four News. <laughs> this is the news. I am a fire starter. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. I was going to tell you about something else. I can't remember what it is now. Anyway, I'll tell you these Ringo things. Um, yeah. There was, there was something else I wanted to say, and I've not I've not written it on my list. This is what happens, you see, when you're kind of squeezing in the podcast during the day. It's just shoddy. It's shoddy. And it's unprofessional. <laughs> uh, I tell you what, we had a... I'll get back to Ringo in a sec. We had a little bit of break on our improv theatre thing. Um, because one of our party was was heading off to London uh, to get some, some in-depth improv training. Um, so we'll be back with that on Tuesday. Um, and there's going to be someone new joining us as well, so that's really, really exciting. Uh, but anyway, let's get back to Ringo. Hey, Ringo. Do you know um, <laughs> Ringo kind of went on Jonathan Ross when that was a popular show, and uh, it was after the Capital of Culture thing, where he does, Liverpool, I've left you, but I've never let you down. When he did that song, he was a cultural ambassador, and then he, <laughs> then he went, he went on BBC Prime Time and basically said he he never missed Liverpool, and he you know he he, he kind of slagged us off, and um, there's a <laughs> there's like a hedge, uh, I think it's in Allerton, and it's like the Beatles 
but kind of um, in a hedge, like a topiary version of the Beatles. And someone was so offended that they chopped off his topiary head. <laughs> That's about, what, nine years ago now. Uh, yeah. And apparently it was another drummer who did it. So uh, drummer wars going on. But yeah, he was he was on talking talking about Brexit. I think Boris was right. I think we should get out. And very quickly, I don't like being in this submarine. <laughs> so here's, here's some of the Brexit Beatles songs. Uh, we had things like, um, All You Need Is Gove. <laughs> um, what else is there? When I'm 64 pence to the euro. <laughs> um, Strawberries rotting in fields forever. Um, Here Comes the Sun with another racist headline. Um, help. Brackets no seriously. Help. <laughs> I'm saving my favourite one till the end. Um, yeah, th- this isn't really a Brexit one, but it was inspired by Trump um, and Theresa May's visit to go and see him in America. Do you remember that? A couple of months ago. Um, so this one's especially a, a Beatles song just for Donald Trump and Theresa May. I want to hold your hand. <laughs> but my very favourite was the the one that was dedicated to... Um, yeah, it was dedicated to Nigel Farage, um, the wrong and whining toad. <laughs> That's genius, isn't it? The wrong, the wrong and whining toad. Ooh, 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 the wrong whining toad. Doo, doo. Yep. This is this is why I don't eat Freddos anymore. I think, as well as trying to save uh, save myself from gaining weight. It, it kind of uh, looks unappetizingly like Nigel Farage. You know, that chocolate frog. Um, I think that might be all I've got to say. I've been wittering away here for about half an hour. Um, what am I doing next week? Let me tell you what I'm doing next week. I'll just get my calendar up on the phone. Um, let's see. I've been I've been reading a book, actually, about the French, French Revolution. Um, a bit ghastly, actually, um, the book. Um, there's some there's some horrible kind of descriptions in there. Certainly the fair scene. Um, it's called uh, it's called Birdcage Walk, and it's by Helen Dunmore. And I'm I'm reading for my book club, not my book club, but the one I own the book club. It's mine now. <laughs> um, I don't own the book club. It's just uh, yeah, it's just a book club I attend. I have no property rights to it, especially while talk. Well, I was going to say especially while talking about the French Revolution, but you know. Um, that was kind of about property rights, I suppose. Yeah, so what am I doing? Yeah, next next week, well, I'll be doing some coaching on Monday. Um, I'm going to some sort of um, business forum on a Tuesday. I've never been to it. Um, don't know what it'll be like, really. But I thought I'd go along, see if I could meet interesting people. And I've got my improv rehearsal. Then I'll be, I'll be doing uh, my gig rehearsal for Bolton on Wednesday. Um... Then I've got some big coaching call on Thursday. And I'll be running through the course that I'm doing on Saturday, the one that I mentioned, because I've actually got three of those workshops in four days. So I'm doing one for all of you if you decide to come along on the Saturday. Uh, And then on the Monday, I'm doing one for Riverside Housing Association. On Tuesday, I'm doing one for the Home Office. So busy with courses in the next uh, 10 days or so. And um, yeah, on Friday, I'll be doing some more coaching more running through my workshop and I'll be I'll be going to see my mate Adam Staunton as well at Hot Water Comedy Club. He's a he's a good local comic, great local comic. Uh and then of course I'll be uh 
What will I be doing then? Yeah, I'll be doing my Bolton gig on the Saturday. And then I'll be able to put my feet up a little bit on the Sunday before it all starts off again. So that's that's my week. Um, and I think I'll leave you in peace now because my belly's starting to rumble. You know, it's 20 to 6 as I'm talking to you now and I've not had my tea yet. That's no good, is it? You need your tea, growing lad like me. I just met someone, actually. Um, no, I said I knew half the audience. And uh, I met Steph and Dr. Dave. I used to I used to work with Dr. Dave. And then I used to know Steph. And then independently, they met up separately and got married. Wow. And uh, I, they were in the audience. And um, Steph told me I looked 12. I think that's a compliment, isn't it? I mean, maybe 18 would have been better. Maybe she just thought I looked childish. But it's it's better than the age I am, you know. If I was twelve, I'd have I'd have another three decades ahead of me, wouldn't I? Before I even got close to catching up where I am now, you know. So that's quite nice, isn't it? Nice little compliment. You go to a comedy show, you have a little bit of a giggle, you have a chat, and then someone tells you you only look about twelve. Maybe maybe my haircut was crap. I don't know. No, I'm going to take the compliment. <laughs> don't discount. Yeah, so here's me, the 12-year-old Alan Parry, um, wishing you a wonderful week and playing you out with, as ever, the random song of the week. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. It's the random song of the week. Hopefully I'll see you on Saturday, either at the Connecting Communication Workshop, which will change your life, or seeing me and Bolton at the Socialist Club there, which probably won't change your life, but you'll, you'll have a good night out, I'm hoping. Well, I'm guaranteeing it. I'm guaranteeing it. If you don't have a good night out, you can kick me up the arse. That's a fair deal, isn't it? After the show, just come straight up and you can kick me up the arse. So I'll see you there and I'm going to play you out with the song of the week. Taxi bye! Arise, you starvelings from your slumbers Arise, ye prisoners of want For reason in revolt now thunders And in last stands the edge of Kant Away with all your superstitions Serve our masses, arise, arise We'll change forth with the old conditions Spurn the dust to win the prize So comrades, come rally And the last fight let us face The internationally Unites the human race So comrades, come rally and the last fine let us face the international unites the human race no more deluded by reaction on tyrants only we'll make war the soldiers too will take strike action They'll break ranks and fight no more And if those cannibals keep trying To sacrifice us to the pride 
They soon shall hear the bullets flying We'll shoot the generals on our own side So comrades, comrade And the last fight let us face The internationale Unites the human race so comrades, comrade, and the last fight let us face the international unites a human race. So comrades, comrade, and the last fight let us face. Internationale unites the human race. So comrades, comrade, and the last fight let us face the end.